Maximiliano. That's the fucking it's, cool it's thing. It's just Maximilian with an O. It's, it's the Spanish Maximilian. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, it makes it sound more powerful, more cool, more. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's fucking. When I when I saw who we were talking to, I'm like, no way is that a real name. But it is. <laughs> dude. It is. So it is kind of like it sounds like a nickname. I, I agree. The contenti part, it sounds, but it's Italian. I don't know. You know, I right, actually, yeah. I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm from Italian family. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Spain here because my father lives here, and I, I have Italian, you know, European passport thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I was born in Uruguay, but I do have that. So, man, yeah, it's like a you're a well seasoned gumbo, man. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> yes. You know, you got a cool ass name. You're wearing a Space Ghost t shirt. What else could we ask for here? Yeah, I love Space Ghost. Oh, shit. I didn't this even was know a it. present, though. It was a I, I, didn't, I didn't pick this up. I, I, they, they gave me as a present. I was like, yeah. You they know, nailed it. <laughs> they totally nailed it. It's funny. You opened up with like, yeah, I'm a Space Ghost fan, and then you immediately withdrew from that. And like, I didn't buy it though. No, no, no. I love, I love Space Ghost. I actually do. But uh, yeah, I wasn't that smart to pick this up. I was. Uh, I, I, it was a gift. Yeah, just what a what such an influential show, right? Like you think of everything that oh, yeah. you know. It, yeah. I just think that the way that they film that and just the humor, just really sort of, you know, it it. You know, really got Adult Swim going. Just a uh, recycled, shitty Hanna Barbera, you know, cartoon turning to a talk show about nothing. About just yeah, it's so it's it's so original and so crazy, and uh, very much influential. Yeah, and I the episodes are short. <laughs> they now. Uh, Maximiliano. Now, do you yeah. go by Maxi too, right? Yes, yes. Because what do you too prefer? Long. Yeah, it is pretty long. I just I felt that right now. Maxi Contenti sounds okay too, and Maximiliano is kind of like yeah. Well, when I had to, you know, make a I don't know. I guess a very serious movie. I'll put yeah. Maximiliano for formal <laughs> situations. <laughs> Maxi Contenti sounds like a fucking hard-hitting italian filmmaker though now i'm terrible with geography where's uruguay that's okay um <laughs> uruguay will be like uh where argentina is is latin america south america it's south america so it's it's a small country squeezed between argentina and brazil so that's where it is. It's uh, it's it's the it's the small brother of Argentina, pretty much. So awesome! I had no idea. That's why we are uh, the, we made this movie as an Uruguayan Argentinian co-production. That's that's yeah, the, that, that, the, the the usual thing you do. You either do the the movie with Brazil or with Argentina. Yeah. Or or you just crash and burn and make it yourself and nobody sees it. Not even <laughs> in your country. Nobody. Uh, there's no way. I mean, just just not. Uh, there's no industry to be able to make a proper film 
by 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 Uruguay uh, uh, by itself. You had to get car productions going. Yeah, it's always interesting the way international markets work. Because out here in America, it's very like you can make a home brewed thing, and there's a bunch of avenues to go down. But then you you see a movie like Raw come out. And I felt like there was like it was like the UN. There were like forty two <laughs> countries that took part in that movie. Yeah, that that actually, if you get the because if you get the Blu-ray of the movie that, that's coming out, I did an audio commentary a commentary about it, and and when it starts, it's like a minute of logos, just logos going on, and I, yeah. I mentioned it. I mentioned okay, lots of logos. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, there's an, this is the only way to make a proper movie outside of the industry. If you make independent movies and if you make uh, genre films, even more so because it's even it's hard to get the funding, but you need a lot of more funding because they're they're more expensive or the you know you need you need the 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 the, the state funding and this and that and the. So yeah. ton, tons of fucking logos before the film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of think that's like a hallmark of a filmmaker that took it seriously now, though. Like, it used to be kind of funny when you're like, oh, come on, the 10th logo. But well, now well, it's kind of like with um, with the room, like with Tommy Wiseau. He's got like three different versions of the same one. It's all his production company. He just throws it all together. So it's yeah, it's sort well, of that my, same my production company is just one logo. There you so, go. <laughs> I'm not that that you know expanded as Tommy Wiseau. Um, but no, we were we were talking about um, now again, uh, Russell. As I've mentioned to you before, I went to a overly too fancy school in the fifth and sixth grade. So as a part of our uh, learning curriculum in the sixth grade, I took uh, South American history. Oh, um, oh yeah. So so I, I I can I can get to Uruguay on a map, but. Um, no, we were talking about the you know you were talking about the cinema of of Argentina and Brazil. Uh, what was that? What was that um, anthology film that came from Argentina several years ago? That uh, I very much Wild Tales. Wow! You remember that oh, yeah, one? yeah, Relatos oh. Salvajes. Yes, that was, that was a huge film. Damian Cifron. Damian Cifron. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was a hit. Yeah, I, I mean, it made waves up here. I remember um, it was in uh, many theaters here in the Bay Area, and I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, but, but what is you know you were let's talk a little bit more about the the, the film scene in Uruguay. So you know, it, it really is you, you know you got to scrap everything you can because you know you're you're in between those two big monster countries, right? Right. Yeah, you have to. You, if you want to make a proper movie. You, you need you need to you know get all the uh, and, and you need and you do I mean film funding it's it's it's, it's limited it, it has grown less years I mean it has it has uh, it got got better but uh, still you need to pick up this little fund and then go and pick the next and then you don't get that one so you wait for a year and go and pick the other one and then you make the movie and get more funding to finish it and it's 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 that's how, how it goes how it rolls and like i said when it comes to genre films it's been years that those those films are just not yeah being, being helped out for obvious reasons because these film funds are just 
cultural kind of oriented and entertainment movies, popcorn movies, genre films, fantasy films are seen as a as just, you know, just uh, not cultural or not representative of a culture. So uh, of your country, I think that's the the, the, the worst, the, the wrongest way to, to think about. And that changed a bit in the last decade. But uh, when I started and like 10, 15 years ago, I, I, I remember presenting like fantasy films and, film, you know, horror film projects and getting just completely rejected. You, you either do them by yourself completely independently or you didn't. So, yeah, that's how, 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 how it works out over there. You need to, to you know, pick up uh, help from wherever you can to make the, 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 the most of it, the most uh, competent film possible. And you yourself, you've always been you've always been a genre guy, right? Because uh, you know you were talking about being in San Francisco on your 18th birthday, and even at 18, you wanted to go see all the scenes of where Vertigo was filmed. So, is you know, is horror always been important to you? Yes, yes, I've always been a, a genre guy, uh, not particularly uh, just genre. I, I've been like a film buff, uh, and had I have made. Documentaries. I'm actually finishing uh, uh, finishing a documentary, so I, I really like everything film wise. I'm a cinephile, but yeah. uh, if I have to say, okay, where, where's your heart? Uh, where, where's your heart at? I'll have to say, oh, okay, it's Spielberg '80s and it's uh, Carpenter and it's uh, I don't know. Just like I go straight into the popcorn. Like, yeah. like I, I jumped right there, and I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I saw movies, horror movies, uh, from a very early age. Like at five or six, I started watching. There was a, a TV show, which is funny. There was a TV show, a local TV show in, in Uruguay called Friday the Thirteenth, and the, <laughs> it came out on Fridays. <laughs> Friday, and they showcased the most grungy '80s horrors, or just anything I, I i remember uh i, I loved uh puppet master i'm a big big influence <laughs> just getting scared of it and from from a very early age like and and very uh obscure movies from there so so it's a combination i guess uh yeah the fascination uh, with movies came from genre films from entertainment entertainment films hollywood movies so and there was there, always there was always a big American influence from American films, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually, well, I I went to the states because I did an exchange program mm. because I just I just wanted to go uh, and, and and just go to Hollywood and and live there. <laughs> just like yeah, I wanted to just yeah jump right into it and um, uh, and I thought there's no way I can make movies here in Norway. I mean, the, 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 and it was true. It was, there was actually no film uh, um, industry. There's still, uh, there isn't a film industry over there. Things have changed a lot and there's a film production and now it's, 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 it's becoming something with, the, actually with the pandemic, a lot of productions moved there because we were, uh, I don't know, there were there, there's new incentives and 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 it worked out and there's a lot of professionals and there's a lot of things going on but 
when I was growing up, there was nothing. And it, there was a Uruguayan movie every five years that just mm. failed miserably. And there was just just in uh, just um, festival films, very art house films, which I liked too, but that's not where, where my heart was. And yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I had to get out. <laughs> I, need to, I need to leave. And I didn't, it took me a while, and now I'm in Spain and I'm, I'm moving around. It took me a while, but I actually moved. I, I lived in Europe for a while and I, 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 I visited the States and went with, with movies that I, I, I made. I went to Fantastic Fest in 2014. And I always wanted to just, you know, move around. But then I, 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 I kind of felt that, and, and, and the genre uh, um, around Latin America started to grow. Uh, around and and kind of felt like I needed to make a at least a film that was proper properly made a horror film or a genre film that was properly made uh, from 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 my country and uh, and and to have it you know make being made in a competent way that could you know go around internationally and that's what what how how this movie. Uh, happen or unfolded, I guess. All right. Are now are there any deep cut like Latin American horror movies that we should know about? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Well, okay. Uh, I got from, my pen ready. Okay. Yes. Well, Your analog, dude. <laughs> uh, there is. There is. Um, I'll start with uh, some Argentinian. Uh, productions, and I actually put some some. I did a little homages in, in the last matinee because there's a film poster from from this Argentinian. This this these are colleagues that um, made the first zombie films from Argentina. Oh, rad! They're called they're called Plaga Zombie. They're made on VHS, and there are three movies. And they actually did a a American uh, fourth movie. From 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 the states. I mean, they did they did one kind of like a remake or something, a reboot. So weird, but uh, uh, they're so creative and so so. It's, they're just like you know uh, horror comedies in a way, I'll say. But um, but they're so engaging and and gory and 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 fun. I, and I put the poster of the second film called uh, Sona Mutante Mutant Zone. In, and uh, actually, Fangoria uh, put them a long time ago. Put them on on DVD in the states, so you get maybe you can find a copy of, of those uh, with Fangoria. They're all over the place in the web. Uh, so Plaga Zombie, that that that's something. And then also from Argentina, there's a movie from Damien Cifron called Damien Cifron. No, sorry. Um, Damien Rugna called uh, Terrified. Uh, terrified. Yes, yes. Yeah, we were big fans of Thoroughly Terrified. Thoroughly enjoyed Terrified. That's something, too. From, from Uruguay, uh, because I, I, can, well, I, can, I can say from the rest of, uh, of, of, of Latin America, I saw um, the first Panamanian horror film ever. I don't know if you heard of it. It's um, uh, from 
Uh, let me, let me, I, I forgot the, 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 the name of it. Uh, yeah, right we, we have a special effects friend who uh, recommended that the minute it came out. Diablo, Diablo Rojo. Yep, yes. Diablo Rojo, yeah. Uh, that, that's Rojo. something because it's the first movie from Panama and uh, horror movie and also one of the first movies from Panama, like as a movie. It's so, it's so uh, crazy. Uh, and damn it, yeah. we, we, I dropped the ball there. Uh, Bill, if you're listening, I, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna watch it now. I promise. I, I told, I told our, our buddy who does special effects, I think he just worked on the new uh, Walking Dead spinoff. He recommended that, and I was like, oh, dude, I'll check it out. Completely forgot. But <laughs> Maxi, yeah, yeah. Maxi sign off. I know now, yeah, so he's gonna get the credit. But Maxi, <laughs> dude, Plaga Zombie, um, that's what I like. The V. I'm looking it up right now, dude. I love like regional horror. That's kind of was never made. Yeah. Well, are you on a plane right now? (laughs) I'm not. You're taking off. That was good. No, dude. Plaga Zombie looks great. You said there's four of these movies too. Well, there's three originals from Argentina. I actually played a zombie on the third one. Good luck finding me there because. uh, I'm all in makeup, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I have a picture. But um, yeah, they made an American uh, fourth movie. It's not. It's not. It's not a reboot. It's just like an independent production that continues the story. And they're they're just crazy. The the um, the guys who made them were like a like a team since they're you know. Uh, since kids, since they were kids, they were friends, and they made the the most engaging and amazing independent uh, uh, genre films ever. The main director that continues this trope, and he made a, a recent zombie movie called "I Am Toxic," Soy Toxico. It's it's Pablo Pares, so you should search for Pablo Pares. It's a uh, is one of the directors of the Plaga Zombies. The other one is Hernan Saez. And then uh, also there's, um, uh, I guess there's more uh, in Argentina going on than in Uruguay. Because if I had to mention Uruguay, uh, I'll, I'll say, well, there's uh, this, uh, the Silent House that was made, La Casa Muda. But, uh, and that's it's a movie made in one shot. And they did oh. a, a remake oh. about it, uh, Silent House. Maybe you heard of it. Yes, uh, and it, and I, I'm not very much into it, but it's a it's a it's a technical feat, and it was really uh, something when it happened. And so the the director Gustavo Hernandez, it's uh, yeah, he made a lot of uh, he made like two more horror movies. I'm 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 not much into the the, the that type of horror, I guess. But I mean, I mean, it's fine. It's just uh, I I like the the accomplishment of that movie and the movies he made. But if I have sure. to, if I have to recommend, I'll go with the guys from Forza Producciones and Plaga Zombie. And, cool. And that's it. <laughs> now, okay, you're clearly a film fan, but I I still have a problem here. You went from Hitchcock with Vertigo, and then you brought up how you love Puppet Master. Do you really love Puppet Master? I guess I guess there's a, a thing about it. I ha- I have to admit, there's a thing that that comes from you know 
being, I guess, traumatized uh, in my childhood. I, I had to uh, agree with you that it's it's very much uh, a case of me being, uh, you know, overwhelmed and uneducated in my percept <laughs> in my perceptions in my childhood, and I. And, and, and it's fine. It's, it's just, you know, when you watch these movies as a kid, you absorb so much more. Oh, than, yeah. Than meets the eye in a way. And they just stay with you. So I just, I just got uh, from, 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 you know, this, the, the, the opening of the movie, they asked me um, in all these interviews, they asked me for, for a top 25 horror movies. I, 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 and I, I'm, I'm, terrible at, at, at making uh, making lists I'm horrible I just I, it's not really you know my thing yeah, like I, yeah. I like, because I like too much and I can't I just can't make up my mind uh, you know around numbers and it just feels like yeah like uh, I, I cannot you know make it make it you know in a proper way. Uh, and, and so, but I, I, I kind of managed to do a list, but it was, of course, just, uh, you true. really did a list. Hold, you did a list of 25 movies that you like. Yes. But I did a 20, I did a list of 25 horror movies that traumatized my childhood. That's what yeah, I did. Oh, that's even more specific. <laughs> that's a lot of childhood trauma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is it is but i did it i did it and 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 up there it's uh puppet master i just i mean that that movie was showcased in uh, on tv on the friday 13 uh movie uh, movie of the of, of the week yeah. <laughs> it was uh, on this television show and i was i was just it, it, it fucked me up um <laughs> For real, I, 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 I guess, yeah, and they're funny, and they're just, you know, well, uh, full moon pictures. I guess they're just, yeah, it's a full moon, right? The, yeah, the production company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first two, the first two are really something in the way they are produced, and then they just got really just uh, not, <laughs> not, not good quality about it. But uh, I like I like those those movies and with the with the um, animated puppets. There, there. I, I think there's actually there's something there. There should be um, uh, uh, th there's a possibility to make a really competent puppet master there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking right now like there's something uh, to to put it on a, on a on a wider wider audience. I, I, I'm thinking now that we are you know remaking and rebooting everything sure well, there's there's something there oh but, for um, sure no wait hold on now you, you said it traumatized you um i'm gonna lean into that now are, okay. you, are, you, are you scared of like tough guys with little heads or like <laughs> to uh, get aroused do you need a woman to spit leeches on you what are we talking you just said uh, the both both uh, the, the the most <laughs> the biggest traumas from that movie the 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 the, 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 the the, the tough, uh, I don't know how you say it, the mobster, the puppet. How, how is the name no, of it? Works, yeah, I don't know what the hell. I've, I don't. Pinhead, I think. The no, pinhead, no pinhead. No pinhead. Pinhead is 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 the is the one with the with the uh, racers or something like that. 
Uh, yeah, the one with the big hands, that was <laughs> very much, uh, very much, I was very scared of, it, of him. And yeah, the leeches. And the one that had uh, something that spin, like, you know, like, uh, like how you name this? The, the thing, drill? The drill, thank you. Yeah. That was also very much uh, a trauma. <laughs> but, <laughs> Here now to segue into the film that we have you on to promote, uh, the last matinee is it's going um, in this country, which should be out the day after this comes up. Um, you know, I was trying to, I wanted to call you out on not having any influences from Puppet Master, but actually, you know, Blade's look does kind of carry over into our Black Glove Killer in your film. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. Yes. Now, now, I, I want to frame your movie in a, in a specific way. Um, we've had movies like The Editor, which are kind of like an homage yeah, and yes. like a love letter to Italian cinema. And me and Clark were watching it, and he, he typically doesn't like slashers or like Black Love Killers. And he realized it's because they, they lack like levity. There's not a lot of humor in them. Now, slashers, there's, there's humor. Most of it unintentional, yes. but yes. you mean, like, I mean, you know, Freddie with his one liners, you know, I get it. And, but. and, you know, I thought it was interesting because your film does have a lot of humor, but then, you know, yes. we, we meet you on video chat and you have a ghost, uh, space, space ghost shirt yeah. on. So yes. I'm starting to see, see where the influences come from, but for people listening, I, I think it's important that you check out this film because he's combined two genres that I love that I don't think have ever really done the fusion dance like they do in your film. We've got kind of like the demons. We got like some Bava here where there's a lot of filming people watching movies, which I love. And, um, you know, you're a Hitchcock fan. I think uh, Rear Window really set me down that path, like watching a voyeur. There's something about that I just love. And we get it a lot in found footage. But the other thing is you've kind of you've got a black glove killer. But he didn't read Blade to me at first. He read more like The Fisherman from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Exactly. (laughs) But here's the thing. The way I would pitch, the way I'm going to pitch the last matinee to people now is kind of like, imagine if Dario Argento had directed a film written by Ryan Murphy. Do you think that (laughs) checks out? Oh, that checks out. It's, it's, It's exactly a fusion I'll say it's a fusion or a marriage between uh, Jallo and Slasher, but it's more the Slasher. It's more you can you can point it out as a neo Jallo in a way the movie, but it's more a Slasher in at heart the movie. Uh, it has a Jallo in scent or inspiration or just a perfume of it in the visual, uh, uh, you know. Um, imagery imagery and 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 all that but it's not uh, a specifically giallo it's not a whodunit in, in the story story wise it's more a slasher it keeps it keeps up the mystery kind of like michael myers you just you just uh, you know come up with with the backstory or i mean there's a backstory but it's not told in the in the in in our in our killer it's more uh, in a symbolic uh, aspect of the, of the movie it's it's more it's more uh, uh, you know symbolic in a way that's uh, just you know the, the 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 whole story unfolds uh, in in a time frame that is very limited and so the sto- the story has to you know uh, I mean get to a point and 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 once 
uh, I guess the conflict ends, you are left uh, as the audience, you're left with tons of questions that you, you, you have to, in a way, use your imagination and come up with a lot of, of, of the answers of what was uh, motives about and all that. So it's, 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 it's that kind of framework of, of the story. No, Maxie, I think you nailed yeah. it when you mentioned yeah. uh, Michael Myers. We've yes. kind of got a villain who's, you know, a villain. He's just, it's evil. And yeah. to bring it back to Hitchcock, what, what is that movie? I always bring it up on here. It was one of the three he filmed out here in the Bay Area, and it opens with a train. I bring this up all the time on the show, and the plumes of smoke coming out of the train are black. And I just remember in that book, uh, Hitchcock Truffaut, Truffaut was yeah. talking about how the black smoke kind of indicated that evil was coming to town. And, you know, I got that vibe from your movie and I swear to you, I'm not like uh, yeah. blowing wind up your skirt. If that's the same, I, uh, w when I saw your film, uh, Maxi, I know you watch a lot of movies and you're up to date. You know what I hate? I hate it when people steal that shining Kubrick top down camera of like the, uh, the car driving to the haunted house. And yeah. it, you know what? I know, I know what you're thinking because your movie opens with the top down shot. Yet the angle you have it at, it's directly down. And we have a car weaving through like an urban maze. And I, I was thinking about just that angle, that shift in angle. We're not showing where he's going. We're just, we're focused on the car. And I got that impression. It's like, it's not about where he lands. It's, this is evil driving around. And you wouldn't know it. And I like we cut to him eating something out of a it looks like, I don't know, pickled olives or something. But <laughs> you instantly are tapped into like, oh, fuck, this is like maniac. Like this yes. is going to be this is going to get ugly and it's urban and anybody can is going to be a victim. Yes, that's well, you nail it because that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it. And about the, 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 the shots. And yeah, of course, the. The obvious uh, shining um, uh, homage or reference or whatever. There's an aspect to it that I added that I am. There's there's some there's a lot of foreshadowing on on that, and I can I can talk about the inspirations of that opening a bit. Uh, there's one one of them. It's um, it's a foreshadowing that is not paid off, but uh, which is the <laughs> opening the the opening boat. But it will pay off if the story continues. Oh. <laughs> I, I'll promise you. But uh, that, that this is like you know a sneak. I guess a sneak preview of if the story unfolds and I I I, I manage to continue the story. They'll uh, on 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 sequel or you know on, on the next movie. There's there's a lot of things to you know I guess to 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 dig about and to expand. To expand no. about and explain, and that that boat is one of them. But um, <laughs> but uh, for real. But um, the other thing is, I wanted to do this uh, shot with the you know the chimney, and you cross about uh, the smoke. Yeah, of the chimney. That the, the smoke was 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 CGI. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't there. But I I, I wanted I I like this because you mentioned the smoke from the. It was Shadow of a Doubt. Have you ever seen Shadow that? Of that? Yeah, yes. Shadow of a Doubt. Not the <laughs> trouble with Harry. No. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I like the the idea of the smoke and crossing the smoke kind of like in a way being like you're crossing uh, into the fantasy land. You're smoking, you're crossing the smoke and mirrors. This is going to be smoke and mirrors. This is a, <laughs> uh, this is a fantasy 90s Montevideo. And, 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 and like you said, like uh, it's a horror movie that already is screaming in, at the opening uh, and foreshadowing things with the title sequence I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil oh, anything. But no, Maxie, but, I, I got to tell you now. As an American okay. audience, there's a thing that we all went through when watching the screener, and um, we opened the film. You're a very visual storyteller, which I appreciate. And when you were talking about like more slasher than like. Uh, like uh Jallo, yeah. I'd have to disagree there just because you're so <laughs> telling a visual story. It's so visually interesting. The thing though, when we were all watching it, we're we're driving around and we're watching this car and he's on the prowl, and then we hear the radio and there were no subtitles. And we, <laughs> there was like a fire in like we have a projector set up when we watch films, and we're like, holy shit, are the subtitles not working? And I yeah. remember, I know Randy's still in here. He emailed us and was like, hey, just stick through it. Uh, there are subtitles. I freaked out originally, too. <laughs> we had all yeah. forgotten. I don't know. I, I, I was panicking. Yeah. Uh, well, too bad that it's not because there's a, a little bit of, you know, some, some info there. I thought there were some subtitles on that thing. But uh, it's, it's just fine. the radio. Yeah. The, because the actual thing you're hearing in that is an actual radio program or you know just radio show all the all the radio in the movie is from the 90s for real oh. and i i i know that there's subtitles on the next radio when it comes okay. on, the, on the projection booth yeah and they they mentioned that there's there's a, a like like there it's a music show that is called uh, Ojos de la Noche, which means Eyes of the Night. And that's Ooh. an actual uh, 90s uh, Uruguayan radio show, <laughs> which is so funny. But the, the one on the, on the opening is just um, they're talking about news of you know, how, how bad things are and how young people are leaving the country. And yeah, just, just so you know. They're just and how much there's there's this crime on the streets. That's what it said that the, the radio is saying. It's like oh, yeah. that's interesting. It's it's a political uh, news um, uh, kind of like program. So it's a political thing. They're talking about that. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. I had this question that was just burning in me. Okay. Is this like autobiographical at all? Because I'm not gonna give anything away. But there's a moment in the theater where we have like uh, a small boy hiding. There's like a potential first kiss happening. And then the dude's getting a uh, out of nowhere, uh, possibly pleasant hand job. And I'm like, you know, this could possibly be possibly pleasant. Uh, well, it, it's his reaction is uh, what I'm playing with there. I but um, I'm <laughs> like, wait, is this Maxi at like three different points of his life in a the theater? That's that's so funny. It's a, so it's a funny observation. I always get the observation about, oh, are you the kid in the theater? And, and I, 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 but I never got the other ones. And I'll say yes to yeah. the kid, and the other ones I'll leave them as a mystery because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to confess that. 
But um, that was just a low key way of asking our guests, "Hey, have you ever been jerked off in a movie theater?" Well, but, Lance uh, put it in a song. I mean, he could say it on a podcast. Well, she's got one hand in her pocket; it's already there. So. It's just uh, she's giving him tickles on the bellies. That's, that's what. <laughs> okay, and um, and the kid, yeah, that's that's very much. Um, connected with with me and the and the time period and actually those theaters I, I i remember going when i was like seven to watch um on that exact uh theater uh um the ninja turtles i went to see ninja turtles uh my man the the, the 90s uh, which which if you think about it is a very dark uh uh movie for it for, is you know, yeah it's yeah. dark, and I remember I, curses. That freaked me out, man. That, and it's you know, is 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 uh, New York in a very crunchy way, and a lot of crime going on, and you know, just everything it kind of connects. And the fact was that I was alone watching this movie, and I was it was dark. I mean, movie theaters were much darker <laughs> in the nineties. There was there wasn't there was a guy with the you know with with the light, you know, it just just showing you the seats, but there weren't lights on the on the floor or anything like that. Oh, and and I I was I, I was scared uh, <laughs> just being by myself on that on that theater uh, watching the Ninja Turtles. I was <laughs> I was actually scared of it. Um, so yeah, it's connected. It's connected. I didn't. I I, I don't remember going to to watch uh, a horror movie when I was a kid or sneaking to watch a horror movie. I wasn't, I wasn't that savvy on, on doing those things. I was, I was, um, yeah, I saw them uh, on, on my house, you know, at home uh, with this program that I mentioned. That was enough, I guess. That was more than enough. And or, or renting some on VHS. Uh, I don't know how, anyways, I don't know how I get, uh, got, got away <laughs> with it. Because I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was watching, I guess, uh, horror movies uh, like like Friday the Thirteenth when I was like six or oh wow or, or, or yeah very young I was uh, then I had horrible nightmares but, yeah <laughs> yeah but then I, I went back and I <laughs> I saw more <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed it yeah and there's a very um, close uh humor aspect to it once once i found the uh, evil dead i guess that that all made sense because before that i kind of you know you start you know it's 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 i get scared and then it's it, I, the humor is very connected to horror it's, it's yeah. true so you you sort of like it's a way to cope with it so it's um yeah like when you go to a roller coaster and then you get scared and then you laugh and so and 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 with Evil Dead, when I when I remember seeing it a little, I was a little older in my teens. Uh, I found it. I, I I saw the first one. I saw was Army of Darkness. So I went back and saw the other yeah. two after the, the 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 third one. So I knew that this there was a, a comedic a, a comedy aspect to it, and I, I kind of like yeah, this is the merge. This is this is a, a very interesting merge. That Raimi no. kind of like put put it so obviously in front of you know everyone. 
Now, when you went back and watched Evil Dead 1 and 2, were you disappointed? Because I also, um, I came in when my dad was watching Army of Darkness, and I was blown away that there were like Jason and the Argonaut kind of skeletons in mass combat. And I, I fell in love. And I think that's why I love fantasy movies and horror now. And then I went back to Evil Dead and I went, what the hell? What yes, I, I, that's, that's exactly it. I, I, the first time I saw The Evil Dead, I fell asleep. <laughs> Just kind of like, yeah. And I saw it on VHS. So I was like, yeah, this looks like shit. Um, then the second one was awesome. I just, whoa, this is great. This is an upgrade. This is, this, this is, you know, kind of like the bee's knees just works out so well. And, and, but I had to go back to the the first one a couple of times till I, I kind of found the, 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 you know, that, that, that I found that it was interesting and it was quite something. But yeah, watching Army of Darkness first, I kind of like yeah, I was blown away. I was blown away by uh, by renting it and seeing the cover on the on the video store. So first, firstly, and 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 the cover was so cool. And it's like this this is this can't be a real film. Like I couldn't believe the the cover of it. The poster is amazing. And the movie delivered, <laughs> so it was like, whoa! It's it's funny, it's scary, it's an adventure, it's everything. So yeah, going back to the other ones, first it was a little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> now, how did you feel about the remake with Fede Alvarez? I think he did a great job, but uh, it's not Evil Dead. It's uh, it's uh, it's another thing. Yeah. I know him. I I, I was very very close by. You know, we are both from Uruguay, so. I, I I was very near the, we are colleagues, so it was very near him during the whole experience of making this movie. I actually he he actually gave me like a signed uh, uh, I have a, a signed <laughs> a picture of, of when he was you know in pre production or writing the script a signed a photo of Bruce Campbell saying come get some Maxi. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in one of my uh, boxes in Norway, but uh, yeah, um, I think he did a, he did a, a good job. But he had some other ideas that would have been much interesting. I think the the new the new Evil Dead, the Evil Dead Rise, is gonna is gonna tap on something different than a cabin and doing it again in a cabin. But when he when he uh, um, got into this 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 uh, you know. Uh, this remake or reboot, they they said, well, it has to be a cabin. So his ideas that were, you know, happening. Maybe he had an idea to happen to to make it uh, to make the movie in a boat or something like that. Uh, oh, that, that didn't go through. And so I think he did a good job. He did, uh, yeah, some very interesting. Uh, visual things and and I, I, the, the the last act is crazy it's, it's bad shit crazy so yeah so do you, do you still keep in contact with them yes i actually um when i i just went to um to la twice and the first time uh he was he was really yeah he was nice we we, we went um visit the warner brothers studio lot there was a Batman ex Batman exhibition. I saw all the Batman cars, the originals. 
was oh, wow. crazy. And then the, the last time I went, I um, which was uh, once I shot this the, the, the last matinee, I had to I, I was trying to um, to get something going with the movie, and I crashed at uh, Rodo Sayagas uh, Rodo Sayagas uh, place for for a few days at, at his home. So yeah, they're cool. Actually, the uh, now that I mentioned the stunt choreographer he, who is an actor in in Don't Breathe is uh, one of the actors in, uh, in in this next in the last movie that now that it came out. Uh, he was the, the stunt choreographer of the last man in a. He's, um, oh, awesome. Christian Sakia. He plays Raul, which is the guy who gets the uh, in the first movie it gives the, the the guys the job of uh, you know of robbing the, the blind man the blind, the blind guy. <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> and now he, he plays a bigger role but it's, it's, it's the same character and says it's uh yeah christian is a, a very old friend of uh, fede so yeah we know we know each other from from uh from Uruguay. That's what we need. We need like a uh, new wave of Uruguay. Horror. <laughs> How cool. I mean, Americans, we love to eat up international horror because, you know, us lazy horror fans, we get to look like educated and enlightened and very highbrow. And it's like, oh, Uruguay's got some new movies coming out. Now, I, I'm sorry. I got a sidetrack there hearing about your Army of Darkness. But uh, to get back to your film. Now, yes. you, you snuck into a theater and watched Ninja Turtles. I snuck into a theater and watched Scary Movie 2, which, you know, honestly, your film, I'm thinking about it more. It's more like Scream 2 meets Demons. And I think I like your movie so much because you took the part out of Demons that I didn't love, which is like all the chaos. And we really live in this beautiful theater for a a large part of your film. And I hate to ask it because I know it's hack. It, was that a? Can you talk a little bit about the location you shot at? Well, the movie—it's um, well, the, the movie was inspired. I always mention this because the movie was the whole idea of the movie was inspired by its location. I shot a commercial years ago there. I was doing this commercial for. Uh, we have a movie day in Uruguay. So I'm, in the, uh, during that movie day, the movie tickets are cheaper and there's special screenings and stuff like that. And so I was doing the commercial for oh, it. What is the movie day called? Is there like a name for it? Dia del Cine. It's just, it's just like movie day. Dia Nacional <laughs> del Cine. National movie day. Just, that's uh, rad. Where did that yeah, come from? I don't know. We have weird days. We have that day and we also have... A very special, um, which is kind of funny because the movie comes out on streaming, you know, on VOD and all that on uh, 24th of August, August 24th. And 24, uh, August 24th is um, uh, the Dia de la Nostalgia, which is Nostalgic Day in Uruguay. We have this party. In Uruguay, I sidetrack it. I, I'm sorry, but it's no, no, strange. you're good. I want to hear about this. Is so interesting. <laughs> we have a, a day for nostal for nostalgia. People, and this is like the biggest party in Uruguay, actually, like for real. People party and celebrate the past times, and here 
you know, oldies and just, you know, there's an 80s party and a 70s party and then a 60s party and then the people dressed up like Halloween is like our Halloween for real. It's like wow. Dia de Nostalgia. But see, that's very healthy that you do that in a day. Here in America, we do that for 365 now, days. I would argue here in America, we're trying to erase our history. So, you know, going back and well, celebrating. Well, <laughs> one half is, and the other half is deeply rooted within that yeah. history. So, and, and, yeah. and weird things happen in that day. Actually, uh, they, they actually do happen. And there's uh, people, some people just love it and they organize private parties and some people fucking hate the, the day. And it's so it's, it's 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 so interesting. It's really interesting. And uh, I think it's the only country that has a nostalgic day. So Does we are very much out for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to work that in. So what do you are you are you all about nostalgia day or are you like man, fuck you guys I, you lock the door? I I'm never was into nostalgic day, but I'm very much into nostalgia, I guess, because I really like uh, uh, the past, and I really like uh, history and this uh, his movie history and and old movies, and and I just sure. enjoy, I enjoy that. So I really I'm very much into nostalgia, and I really enjoy going back and and rescuing things and bringing uh, you know uh, just a, I I think I have a glamorized uh, look at the past. I do I. I and I, I'm, I'm fine with it. And I think movies are the best uh, time travel uh, artifact that we have. <laughs> we, it's amazing. We can go back and we can just, yeah, enjoy our history or just rewrite it or just, just make it an entertainment piece or something like that. So, yeah, I really like that, um, that aspect of film. I really do. So I, I am always thinking of projects that are are based on something in the past, or based on some true event, or or just I like you know history pieces. I I like to go back. I, I enjoy. Yeah, it. I I think that's why I like the last matinee so much. Is normally when we're you know paying homage, we kind of just live there and they don't really do anything with it. You you definitely made a like modern um, version of uh, you know jallos and like slashers too which are kind of getting a new breath of life in them too with um, oh yeah yeah it yeah. just it just so happens that we have we are having a new wave yeah it it, 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 it it's 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 is is coming through it's just it's so hap it happened in the last year i think with the fear street and then the what was the other one that, that just um well we got uh, halloween back too we have a halloween back i mean yeah and there's that book out now uh the final girl support group and um oh yeah it's it's interesting because now slasher films are they're turning into a um celebrate the final girl not so much the killer and i think a lot of people are going to try and move your movie forward as kind of like an italian homage because a lot of uh, intellectual horror fans we really like to live there Again, because yeah. international makes us sound smart. But I think you kind of, you fall into that new wave of slasher. It is yes. a very, like, protagonist-forward film. Yes. I, um, I, I think it did something really modern and really captivating. And, I, again, if you're turned off by Jallos, because there are a lot of slasher fans who do not like Deep Red. They just, they don't get it. I'm, take a chance on this one. So Scream fans need to 
need to watch this. Oh, yeah, and Scream's coming back, too. Man, this is the perfect time for your film to come out. It is, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I think you, you, you summarize it perfectly. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a modern take on, because that, that's what I, well, well, why I, I say it's kind of like a neo-giallo in a way, but it's not specifically giallo. And it's and being that uh, um, sort of like new approach to it, maybe it takes off uh, the weight of for 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 for, for new audiences uh, with the giallo, with the just going. Okay, you need to see uh, Profondo Rosso, Deep Red. You need to oh, yeah. you need to you need to see those classics or or, or Chento's opera and uh, fuck uh, the dubbing and everything like that. It's just like oh. It's, it's, very, it's kind of like heavy for 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 uh, for an, uh, uh, the modern audience. It's just like oh, uh, and if you get a leeway with this movie, it's good because it's presented. And then oh, okay, I'll, I'll, now I'm gonna, gonna check the classics. Now I'm gonna check this or that because this movie kind of presented it in a, in a in a more modern uh, way. Now, Maxi, you're. I love it when we get filmmakers on here who are truly authentic fans too and i'm looking at your imdb page i'm not i'm not familiar with any of your films are any of the other ones released out here in the states no actually not uh i made um before the last man in it i made tons of short films but i also did a couple of features and a documentary uh, feature and Actually, um, I can mention this on the Blu-ray edition that's coming out in the States, and also it's coming out with Arrow Films. It's coming, it has an, a, a, a Blu-ray edition of Last Man in A. There's going to be tons of extras, so I, I'm really happy about it because there's going to be uh, you know, a way to, to showcase uh, my short films, and also there's going to be an extra, a very special one, which is my first very, very independent, no-budget feature film called Muñeco Viviente Cinco, which is a horror spoof, actually. It's a comedy Ooh. horror spoof, which I actually did a little winking uh, Easter eggs in The Last Marine. <laughs> the, po the poster of the movie, which is a 2008 movie, it's in there, but it's a movie that happens in the... It, it happens in the 90s, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like that ha that, there's a few anachronisms that I put on purpose on the movie. So, but I think it's going to be on the on the extras of this Blu-ray, and it's um, if it's it's translated as Puppet Pal Five. <laughs> so oh, now, uh, now you know where it comes from, the puppet thing. <laughs> All so, right, well, next, yeah. like, we that's, that's yes. I, we got to wrap it up. I know okay. you're, on a, you're on a press junket, but I just yeah. want to tell you, anytime you want to come back and hang out, I would love to talk to you. I'd oh, actually, yeah. I feel just, no, I, I was selfish and I got into what you wanted to know and what you liked and your inspirations, but uh, we'll be doing the hard work out here and pushing your movie for sure. It's beautiful. And uh, I think you've made a palatable jello for slasher fans that couldn't give a fuck. So dude, you killed it. Um, Max, okay, thank, you. thank you so much. Okay, awesome. I'll love to, to come back and we can just chat some more or just talk about movies and whatever. We'll Does do a have, deep dive on the Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah, we'll watch oh, it. Yeah. Doesn't have to be about my movie. No, no. I love